Hey, Pastor. Welcome to episode one of The Pastor's Coach, a podcast for pastors and church leaders. I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Ron Aguilera, and as we start this journey, I would like to tell you a little bit about myself. Over the last year or so, my wife and I began to have a growing conviction and desire to be near our daughters and sons-in-law. This would mean leaving a highly visible administrative church leadership role, moving across the country, granted to better weather, love that, and accepting an invitation to serve as a pastor in a local church. So a few months ago, I stepped away from my role as a conference president from overseeing 124 churches, 10 schools, and four hospitals, from being on multiple boards, university, seminary, and a couple of health system boards, and from serving on many committees at various levels of the church organization, conference, union, division, etc., and serving instead back at the local church. Now, having been a pastor for many years and now coming back to it again, I am reminded of the highs and lows, the mountains and valleys that pastors navigate, mostly in isolation, which has prompted my desire and commitment to use my experience of over 37 years uh, as a pastor, administrator, and educator to help pastors in any way possible. One of those ways is coaching pastors, which I have been doing on and off for many years. So the focus of this podcast will be just that, hence the title, The Pastor's Coach. So I want to invite you to take a few minutes every week to join me and to use our time together as a prompt for thinking, learning, for refocus or reinvention as we look at the issues pastors face today. We will be focusing on every area of the life and ministry of the pastor, our spiritual life, the deep life that we need to minister effectively to our family and to our church, because as you know, we can't give what we don't have. Our emotional health, the importance of identifying and managing the things that drive emotions. Is it possible to develop our emotional intelligence and awareness, or do we just need to figure out ways to accommodate for who we are? The importance of physical health, of movement in our lives, how to manage our time, and even more importantly, our energy. How about the financial side, the economic challenges and realities of living on a pastor's salary, including talking about financial literacy topics. I mean, I can't count the number of pastors with whom I have had conversations on this topic who have bemoaned their lack of financial literacy and the lack of support in this area, especially from their employer. And then there's the pastor's family life and the boundaries necessary to be able to fully pres- to fully present yourself before your family, to be fully present and uh, love and protect and, and be a blessing to your family. I think, I hope, that if you invest a few minutes each week, you will benefit. One thought for today. At the church where I am currently a pastor, our most important value is stated simply, to love well. It's really our most important task. Now, from my experience and observation, many of the interpersonal challenges that pastors face is due to the lack of emotional or social awareness. And as conversations occur, I am reminded of the inseparable link between emotional health and spiritual maturity. In other words, it's not possible to be spiritually mature if you are emotionally compromised. 
Beyond that, it seems like when we work for the church, either as a pastor or a lay leader or an administrator, the activity of our life, all the things that we're doing for Jesus often overshadow the amount of time that we spend being with Jesus. Sometimes we fall into the trap, uh, which is often set by members of our congregation, that more activity for God, that that is more important than being with God or experiencing God in our lives. So here's a thought to kickstart our journey. One thing I have learned the hard way is that I must pay attention to the rhythm of my life. That to be healthy, I must be intentional about scheduling my day, my week, and my year. Instead of just going with the flow or winging it and then hoping for the best. Now this practice has allowed me to intentionally and purposefully include as part of my daily, weekly, and yearly rhythm things that will help me to be with God. Now, often people think uh, about this in regards to or what is referred to as the spiritual disciplines, and we will look at those, but it's more important than that from my perspective. It's about discovering practices that help you find your sacred pathway to God. One of the most helpful books that I have read on this topic is titled Sacred Pathways, written by Gary Thomas. Uh, by the way, every week I will try to share at least one resource that has been helpful to me in the hope that it will be helpful to you or a helpful resource to you. But this book, Sacred Pathways, describes nine different pathways people best connect with God. See, each of us was uniquely made. We were uniquely created by God with different temperaments, different personalities, with gifts, with different abilities. And because of this uniqueness, I believe we sense God best and connect with him best when we discover our best pathway to him. Uh, the best way that I can describe this is uh, we all know or have seen people who seem to connect best with God, who, who tend to feel God's presence most through worship, uh, through music. You know, they close their eyes, they raise their arms, they lift their voices, and you can see it in their faces. Their, their sense of awe and wonder as they feel the presence of God. Then there are others who feel closer to God when they're reading or listening to his word, when, when they're discovering a new truth or discovering something they had not realized before. And this revelation and this information and this sense that they get from learning is one that makes them feel closest to God. Then there are others who feel closest to God or, or feel God's revelation the strongest when they're outside in nature, smelling the flowers, seeing the beauty in the different colors of creation, uh, just sensing God's presence in the nature that he's created. Others may feel closest when they're serving people, when they're being the hands and feet of Jesus and feeling God's presence as they serve others. You know, for me, this is especially evident in my family. Uh, my pathway tends to be one that uh, it senses God's presence when I am learning more about God. My, my wife loves worship music, and she senses God's presence when she's in worship and, and through music. Uh, one of my daughters loves the outdoors, and so when she sees the flowers or smells the flowers and sees the colors and hears the birds, she senses God's presence the best. 
as opposed to when I get outside, I barely notice there are trees there. Now, as an aside, that doesn't mean you can't learn new pathways to God, but we were created when one unique pathway, I believe, to sense God's presence the strongest. So my question for you today is this. Have you discovered your sacred pathway to God, the way you best feel his presence? How do you connect best to God? And if you know what it is, are you walking down that path regularly? This is an important part of our daily rhythm with God, sensing his presence and the peace and joy that that brings. Thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you to subscribe to this weekly podcast, uh, to let others know of this resource, and then to join me again next week. Also, if you want to contact me, if you want to ask a question or you want to suggest a topic for a future podcast, you can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. My hope is that many of the episodes that are coming will be driven by your questions. Again, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week.